Welcome to Viewpoints Podcast, hosted by SLI Coaching and Consulting. My name is Jason Weber. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a little bit of time since I've done a podcast recording for SLI, and uh, I'm excited to be back in front of the microphone, kind of putting out additional content. Because it is uh, December 23rd, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, uh, regardless of what you celebrate. I hope it's a time of relaxation, a time where you can reflect and plan and look forward to all the great things that we hope to come in 2022. Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite topics, and that's on accountability. As leaders, accountability is something, it's, a, it's really, it's a skill, it's an ability that we need to have. We have to have the ability to ensure that our teams are making are meeting the goals that are set in front of them. Additionally, we want to ensure that each of our team members is held accountable to maximize their growth and to make sure, again, that our organizational goals are, are being met. However, in my experience, accountability is one of those topics that many leaders stray away from. They don't like the idea of having to hold someone accountable, either because they've never received training on it, they don't know how, or they just don't like what's happened in the past. You know, they've had a bad experience. Regardless of that, I want to share with you a way that I have found to make accountability really easy, actually. Ultimately, you know, when we think about as leaders, holding people accountable in the workplace, really what we're doing or what we should be doing is holding them accountable for workplace behaviors. And so these are professional-based behaviors. Holding people accountable in the workplace around personal uh, matters leads to issues. Now, we know that's going to happen from time to time, but the bottom line is when we hold somebody accountable in the workplace, it should specifically be for workplace behaviors. So I want to give you an example. Let's give you an example of an employee named John. And John is somebody who has been showing up late. I'll take a simple problem here. They've been showing up late a number of times over the past month, and it's really getting on your nerves. You're really starting to get annoyed that they can't show up on time. It's having an impact on your relationship with them, and it's impacting the team because the team has to now cover for them. The team has to get their work done, John's work done, and you have to spend time in the morning figuring out where is he? Is he coming in? And if he doesn't, how are you going to fill that spot for today? So you know you need to have an accountability conversation with him, but you don't want to. <laughs> you know, this, this is a response I've heard from leaders before where it's like, I know I got to talk to him, but I just, I don't want to. And I get it. Um, you know, while accountability is one of my favorite topics to teach on, it's a difficult one for us to have. And, and I know that it's difficult for us to hold accountability conversations. But the bottom line is, when they happen and when done appropriately, we see a lot of benefits that emerge. 
I want to share with you a three-step process uh, that I have found to be quite effective. I will tell you that this process is uh, influenced by uh, a book uh, that's titled Crucial Accountability. Uh, Crucial Accountability is written by, it's a number of authors that are on the text, uh, and it comes from a company named Vital Smarts. Um, I do believe Vital Smarts recently rebranded. Um, I don't know what the new name is. However, if you just Google search Crucial Accountability, you'll find the text. And it's one of those that I would encourage any leader to have in their library, so to speak. You know, it's a it's a great book to read cover to cover, but I use it as more of a, all right, I'm running into this situation. What do I do? How should I effectively respond to that? And the reason I like it is because it works and it's worked for me time and time again. So the three key phases really are going to be the beginning, during, and after. It's really going to be that simple. But before we dive in, let's talk about what accountability is. Accountability is essentially holding someone to an agreed upon expected behavior. Expectations are essential for building a quality team. And when I talk about expectations, I'm talking about things as specific as how are we going to communicate? When there's conflict, how are we going to deal with it? When we need to um, hold somebody accountable, how are we going to do it? When it comes to the work week, what does that look like? Setting expectations so that when individuals come to work for this team, that they know what to expect. Having that awareness is so beneficial for teams. And if as a group, as a team, I've said, we are going to work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I want you at your desk ready to go at 9 a.m. So if, that, if you're the type of person who can show up at 8.59 and sit down and go, great. If you need 10, 15 minutes to kind of get things going, you might want to come in a little bit earlier. I understand on the HR side, there's can be some issues with, well, does that mean I need to pay them? I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for any of that. But what I'm saying is we've agreed that we are going to start, we're going to open the doors, we are going to be available, whether that be via text, via phone, via email, at 9 a.m., okay? So let's go back to John. John has been showing up late. He's been showing up 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes late over the past several weeks to a month. And it's really getting on your nerves because there have been clients who have needed him right away in the morning because they had a critical matter and he wasn't able to do it. So you had to jump in or someone else had to jump in and, and take care of it for him. And so before we have the conversation, because you, you've gotten to the point to where you now know I have to have a conversation with this, with John. So I, I want to offer uh, three things for you to think about. The first one is content. What is it that you want out of their behavior? So if, if, if we're talking about John is showing up late, what is it that I want? I, I want him to be on time. Okay. The P is pattern. Or the next one I should say is pattern. Pattern is how. What, what does this look like? Has this behavior been ongoing? So in this example, John has been showing up late, 15, 20, 30 minutes late, several times a week for the last three to four weeks. All right, well, there's my pattern. 
Before I go on and give you the third part, I want to say that you can have an accountability conversation with someone on their first action. When I talk about a pattern, so content is what do you want? Pattern is how frequently is it happening? Even if it only happened once, you can still have a conversation. So don't, um, don't take this as, oh, Jason's saying, hey, you can only have an accountability conversation if they've done it several times. And because again, it only takes one. However, as a leader, you have the choice to decide whether or not you're going to say something. You know, all right, I see John come in the first time about 10, 15 minutes late. Oh, okay, you know, whatever. We, we got it. No harm, no foul. We didn't have anyone waiting for him and, and it was fine. You know, well, I'll just keep an eye on it, make sure it's not an ongoing issue. You, you get to choose that as a leader. You get to decide whether or not you say anything. Okay, so the second one, again, is pattern. The third one is relationship. What is it doing to your relationship or the relationship with others? So I want you to think about this behavior that you are going to talk to John about showing up late. What impact is it having on you and others? You know, hey, John, uh, you know, when you showing up late, that means I got to cover your work or I got to figure out someone to cover your work. Someone else has to do it. It just really throws us all off. And in my experience, teams generally don't like it when you got a slacker, right? Somebody who's constantly showing up late with no valid reason, no, no nothing, right? It's having a negative impact. Okay, so you've decided the before. You, you've identified what is the behavior that you want, what is the pattern, if applicable, and what is it doing to the relationship? At a minimum, what is it doing for you? And then we're going to go into the next one, which is during. And all right, so that means I need to have the conversation. So here's what I would recommend. And again, um, the, the book, Conversational Intelligence, I'm sorry, not conversation, Crucial Accountability. Again, the book Crucial Accountability actually has a nine step or a uh, conversation planner that you can go through. Uh, so again, it's a great tool, one that, again, I've used pieces of here and there. But the next part is actually having that conversation, okay? So here's what I would recommend. The first one is set the stage, right? All right, hey, John, listen, you know that a couple months ago or when you started, whatever their length of employment looks like, that we all agreed that we would start at 9 a.m. We'd be ready to rock and roll at 9 a.m., right? Okay. So over the last three weeks, four weeks, I've noticed a couple days of the week, you're showing up late, 10, 15, 20 minutes late. What's going on? Or what, what are your thoughts about that? Or tell me what, what, what's happening. And then be quiet. As a leader, I want you then to be quiet because here's the deal. You are asking an employee to make a change in their behavior. That's why I'm having a conversation with you, an, an accountability-based conversation. And so I want you to ask the question and then be quiet. Let them determine how this goes. So they can either say, yeah, you know, you're right. Honestly, it kind of got away from me. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, I just, I've been oversleeping. I've got a lot going on. I'm sorry. Listen, I'll make sure that it doesn't happen again. Okay. That, that's one way. I think for a lot of us, that would be the ideal way, right? Or it could be, I don't know, I'm showing up late. You could get someone who doesn't really care. They're not really putting much emphasis on their behavior, or they could just not say anything at all. You could say, what's going on? What, what's happening here? And they just don't respond. 
Okay, well, let's look at the first one. The first one is, all right, so they acknowledge, they accept it and go from there. All right, well, then I would move you down to saying, okay, what do you need to do then to ensure that you're here on time? Or uh, how do you recommend we move forward to ensure that this isn't creating issues for myself, for you, for your teammates? What does that look like? Let them identify that behavior change. Because if you as a leader are going in and you're just simply saying, all right, here's the issue, here's what I'm noticing, and here's what you're going to do without giving them any opportunity to own their behavior, any opportunity to uh, own uh, their response to it, you're not going to get and you're not going to see success the way that you want it to. So, hey, what do you need to do? And then you're going to say, all right, so John, you're going to do this. And we're going to take the next three weeks. I'm not going to bug you about it, right? Unless this becomes really an issue, but I'm going to give you three weeks. I want to see some improvements. I want you here on time, right? And you've agreed to that. You said, this is what you're going to do. And then we're going to follow up on this date. We're going to check in and we'll take it from there. Okay. Well, that's pretty easy, right? Not personal. Simply, hey, this is the issue. It's affecting your work. What's going on? Let's say you get the employee who says, oh, I don't know. And I guess I'm just being late. I don't know. Okay. What's, what's preventing you from getting here on time? Uh, what, what do you need to do differently to ensure that you need to be here on time? You know, if you get the employee who becomes defensive or resistant to want to talk about it and they're like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. It really doesn't matter. Stop bugging me about it. You know, my previous supervisor didn't care. No one cared. Really, no one cares. Go ask them. No one cares. Okay, well, you have a couple options. One, you know, you can approach it as the leader. You can approach it as, okay, um, I, I want I want this to be easy. I don't want this to be an issue. So I want to give you the opportunity to tell me how you are going to fix it. If that doesn't work, uh, you can um, go to something that, again, I think this is where it can turn it into being more of a negative for leaders. But you can go to the policy and say, listen, you know, the expectation is that you be here on time. Um, you know, in our conversation today, I wanted to give you the opportunity to own that and to identify uh, how you were going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, but you're choosing to not acknowledge it and you're choosing and to say that listen, it's not that big of a deal. And, and I disagree. And, and our workplace policy would disagree. And so here's what will happen. Uh, your next tardy or your next time being late, uh, you will be and then fill in the blank with your company policy. So I, I want you to, I, I say this because I want you to see that the direction this goes is 100% on the employee. You know, when we're having these conversations, it's 100% on the employee. I'm, I'm going to bring it to your attention and I can go anyway. One, and my preferred way is that you as the employee identify how you want to fix this. So it's not continuously a problem. And I'm willing to talk with you about any barriers that may be present, any changes that we might need to consider if there are accommodations, um, fill in the blank, right? So if you're willing to work with me, I'll work with you in, in whatever fashion I can. I may not have a lot of flexibility, but I might. Or if you choose to go the route of it's not that big of a deal, or an extreme example that happened to me once, the employee said, I dare you to write me up. You, you won't write me up. I dare you. 
ultimately that was easy because I just said, okay, well, you know, come back in an hour. They did. Here's your write up and away we go. But again, their response is their choice. Just like you as a leader have the choice in regards to whether or not you want to say anything, their response to it is their choice. And, and you can call that on them, right? And say, listen, I want, I don't want this to become an issue. I, I want this to be easy. I want us to figure out a solution and move forward. Or, you know, you can continue denying it and continue saying it's not a big deal when we both know it is. And if that's the way you want to go, that's fine. But then I'm left with, going with our company policy, which states that you will be written up for this. And if it happens again, uh, you will get one more write-up. And if it happens a third time, you will be terminated. So it's your choice in regards to how we want to do this. You know, I think as leaders, we, we get stuck sometimes and we say, I, as a leader, I have to tell them how they need to fix their behavior. I need to fix them. So that way, I don't get in trouble or I don't get the attention put on me or, you know, that they become better because obviously they don't know how to. Well, the bottom line is they do. Sometimes you'll have the employee that really doesn't realize. Maybe they give you the state, the, the example of, well, others are late. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Okay, well, if that's the case, jot it down. We might need to address it with the team. But the bottom line is what we want to do is we want to bring that item to attention, that behavior, that broken promise, that broken commitment, whatever it is, we want to bring it to their attention. But then we want them to guide the discussion. And we do that by saying, how do we need to move forward so this isn't an issue? What can you do to improve on this? What can you do to make sure that you are showing up on time? Put the ownership on them. Because bottom line is, if I were to say to them that, hey, I want you to go get a second alarm clock and I want you to set it. Well, if they sleep through that as well, because maybe they said they've been oversleeping and they come back, why are you still late? Well, you told me to do this and it didn't work. They then have that ability to push off that ownership back onto you. And that's not how we get changed. They have to own it. And so you can either do it in a collaborative manner or you can go more of a specific policy-driven disciplinary matter. It's up to them. Okay, so once you've identified that, then we need to wrap it up. And we wrap it up by identifying who does what by when, and then the most important is the follow-up. So I've talked to John. John acknowledges it. John says, all right, I'm going to do better. I'm going to show up. I said, okay, John, you've said that you are going to um, uh, change your morning routine so that you can be here no later than 10 to 15 minutes early. That way it gives you some buffer space. I'm okay with that. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to give you two weeks. John, if you have one more occurrence of this, then we're going to talk. But if not, we are going to check back in in two weeks at this time, and we'll close this out, and we'll, we'll go from there. And if John has been perfect, no more, in, no more incidents, no more problems. You say, you know what, John, I want to thank you for your effort and acknowledging this and, and taking it seriously. I appreciate it. Your team appreciate it. Keep it up. You know, in, in regards to this manner, it's closed. We're done. However, if we do have the issue again, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll deal with it. 
but you've already shown me that you can do it. I want to encourage you to keep being there. And, you know, we've agreed on this should it happen again. But you need to follow up again, even if they nail it, even if they do perfect, their behavior changes, we're not seeing it. You got to follow up and close out that experience. So I went over real high level. These are really the three approaches that have worked the best for me. What is the content or what is the behavior? What is it that you really want? What is the pattern and what is it doing to the relationship? giving them the option on how they want to proceed with it. But again, you making them aware of it and then being quiet, letting them own the conversation. And then you're going to wrap it up by saying who does what by when, and you're going to follow up. Now, is, is this a perfect um, example? No, I, I would encourage you get, get a hold of that crucial accountability book. There's a lot more tips and tricks and tools and, um, you know, there's more topics that I'll talk about on this podcast. But I think, you know, in general, having an accountability conversation is a skill that a lot of leaders struggle with and they don't necessarily need to. And so I hope that you've been able to pull, you know, this framework out and you're able to adapt it to your situation Again, saying before I have the conversation, make sure I'm clear on what it is I'm talking to them about. I'm going to give them the option and I'm going to let them control how we respond to it. And if they choose not to, then I'll dictate it, but I'd prefer that they do. And then you're going to wrap it up by, again, deciding who does what by when, and you're going to follow up. You know, these, these steps allow you or should allow you to get into a routine so that way when you're having a conversation, it's not uncomfortable. But the bottom line is, and really the key takeaway is, if we don't have expectations set, then we can't hold our team accountable. Again, if we don't have expectations set around communication, timeliness, how the work gets done, conflict, you name it, if we haven't set a foundation or set the expectation, you're going to struggle holding them accountable. Again, I want to thank you for spending the time with me today. I hope you've pulled some useful information out of here. I'll definitely continue talking about this topic in future episodes. I want to thank you for spending the time with the Viewpoints podcast. If you have any questions, please head on over to www.serveleadinspire.net. Again, my name is Jason Weber. Until next time, take care.